Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome to a very, very special interview that we've got lined up uh, with um, the one and only Mr. Sammy Moore. Sammy um, spoke to us for, or speaks to us for two hours. Uh, he is one of the uh, types of players that as an interviewer is an absolute dream because you ask a question and, and just the level of intelligence that he speaks with, the honesty from the heart uh, type of answers that he gives to you during the course of this interview will surprise some, not many, because you know we all know uh, what's been going on at the club over the last couple of years, but to get an insight from a, a player who's been at the forefront, who's been involved with everything, has been a true eye-opener, even certain parts for us that we you know heard bits and pieces about. So. Um, Enjoy this interview. It is a frank, open, honest, and heartfelt um, uh, messages, answers, quotations that, that Sammy will give to you. Um, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did doing it. All right, so Sammy, cheers for joining us uh, this evening. So, first things first, and how did your move um, to the O's in the summer of 2015 come about? Um, basically, uh, obviously, I was speaking to a few clubs, me Asian. Um, Got in contact with me and said, uh, "Late and Orient were interested. Um, you know, would 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 this be something that would interest you?" And you know, straight away, I mean, what a what you know, what a fantastic club it was. Um, the history of it, um, you know, probably one of the biggest clubs in London. Um, and the agent said, "Look, the uh, the, the manager is going to call you, Ian Hendon, um, who I knew, who I knew of. Uh, you know, obviously when he was at West Ham and." Obviously, playing against him in pre-season friendlies for AFC Wimbledon. So, uh, you know, as soon as he called, he, he told me what you know that that he was interested in and and what he expects of me to uh, to 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 be as a person around the place and you know what what he thinks I could bring to the table. Um, and I said to him, I said to him, look, you know, this is this is the club for me. Um, this is this is where I want to play my football. It's a massive club. Um, and you know, I want to, I want to give it me all. And I actually said to him on the phone, "I'll be, I'll be one of your, one of your best signings," um, because I was that confident that I was coming into the right environment. What you know, what I've, what I've been looking for, and, and what I've been brought up, brought, brought up at, you know, as a, as a kid. So for me, soon as, soon as Matt Nolan was, was, was knocking on the door, there was. There was there was not a, you know not a question to to answer really it was a, it was a straight yes and you know I can't wait to get started. That's an incredible um, that's an incredible way of uh, of that coming across. Thanks for that. Um, what were your first impressions once you sort of signed your paperwork and you, you you were in the club? What were your first impressions of the club and and, and of Ian? I actually uh, I actually um, come up with my dad and uh, and Naomi um, obviously my my, 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 my fiance at the time. Um, and as soon as I as soon as I drove up, I went, look, this is a proper club. You know, you you stand outside and you look at it and you think, wow, you know, what a place, what a place to play your football every Saturday afternoon. Um, and when I walked walked inside, even the reception, I was I was I was you know you know overwhelmed really. Of you know, I can't wait. This is this is where I'm going to play my football, and I can't wait to get started. And you know, when I got out onto the pit, onto the pitch, and, and looked around, and I thought, thought this is going to be rocking." For you know, five, five, five to seven thousand a week, a week. You know, the fans you're going to get, and you know, this, this is, this is a, this is 
League Two club. You know, this is a Championship club, and uh, you know, my intentions was to was to help uh, to move the football club into into the into the into League One, um, and and push where where the fans and you know where everyone else wanted to be. So. Soon as soon as soon as I got up to the ground, it was it was like, oh, you know, I can't wait to get started. So you met Ian Hendon, that had done impressed enough to sign for the club. Did you meet uh, Mr. Bichetti or Alessandro before signing? No, it was uh, it was Gianluca at the time. Um, Gianluca was there, uh, and and uh, and I think it was I think Gian, Gianluca and Alessandro was there um, in the in the in the boardroom. Uh, signed the papers, and to be fair, I didn't really know didn't really know much about these guys. Um, it was it was you know they were, they were you know they were they were polite. Uh, you know said what the chairman wanted wanted to wanted to do. Said uh, said he didn't want to be in in League Two. Um, said he had ex- you know expectations to move the club forward, and and, and basically told me the plans on on where they want to be, where they want to go. Said they're gonna you know have a have a good squad. Um, and, and basically, it was, it was all positive, really. So, speaking of the squad, it was obviously a big season of change at Orin. Obviously, we'd just been relegated. New faces had come in, like McCullum, Clahessi, Blair Turgot, Connor Essen. Um, so, what was the atmosphere like? A new set of boys, obviously, raring to go. Like you said, massive club, League Two, yeah. one of the favourites for promotion. Yeah, it was, you know, we, we turned up the first day and, you know, you know, you, you're always wary of you know you're, what you're going into, and you know with the size of the club. I thought you know there's going to be some top quality players here, um, and you know you've always wanted to to play with better players because it makes you play better. So for me, you know, I turned up and they were they were great lads. They welcomed me. Uh, we was all in the same boat because you know there was a few what stayed, but most of them were, were new what was coming in. Um, so we was all in the, all in the same boat, and 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 to be fair, everyone got on straight away and. Uh, you know, I'd like to say now that it was probably one of the one of the one of the best groups group of players I've I've, I've been involved with. Um, you know, people like Lloyd James. You know, who's, who's you know I still speak to now. Who's you know an absolute diamond. Um, great guy, great footballer. Um, you know, you got Matty Baldry, who's who was who was still there. Who's you know who was the club captain, and, and basically he, he you know he welcomes me with, with open arms. And, and obviously Coxie, as soon as I signed, Coxie was. Know, straight on Twitter and, and welcoming me and, and saying, "Look, can't wait to play with you." And you know, and for me, you know, I watched Coxie when you know when when that Peter, Peterborough game was going, and I was going, "Oh, what a player!" Yeah. You know, so for, for so for me to come into a to a big a big you know a big size club and a and a big and, a, and some and some and with some great players, it was you know it was you know it was one that was so exciting and you know one that you know I wanted to to make a difference. Yeah, incredible. Just incredible hearing all that back as to as to what what's you know and where we are now. It's it's just incredible. So going into the twenty fifteen sixteen season, we started. I think it's fair to say we started brilliantly. We had five wins from yeah. five games. Can you give us some insight as to you know what the catalyst behind that that was? Yeah. Um, I think it starts from it started from pre season really. Um, you know, we went we had Craig 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 as as the fitness guy who was who's probably one of the one of the best fitness guys I've I've ever worked with in my career. Um he was thorough, he was 
he knew, we knew exactly what we were doing uh, on a day-to-day basis. It was hard. Um, and, you know, at times you think you couldn't do it, but you did it. And there was, there was, there was Ian Hendon on the side. There was Hesse on the side. You know, winning the lads to to, to 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 drive us forward to be better, to be better players, um, and you know we had a group of players there who, who all wanted to achieve, you know, and, and to be the best. Um, we went away to Spain uh, to, to to Marbella, just outside Marbella, to a training camp, and it was the facilities was brilliant. You know, we had some great games. I remember playing at Middlesbrough, played 45 minutes. You know, I thought I was going to die in that heat. <laughs> but, but, but it was, it was, it was, it was little things what you didn't think would make a difference, but actually did. Um, but you know, by going away, we had a team bonding. We had, you know, we went out. We had a great, we had a great, we had a great, great characters in that in that in that team. And when we did stuff together, it was sort of like a family. Um, and for me, for me, you know, everything we did when we was on the training field, we were doing, we were setting up, you know, we done, we done loads of shape, we done patterns of play. Um, and, and for me, as a player, we had all the tools for pre-season to go into the season, you know, knowing that, you know, one, we're going to be the fittest team, two, we're going to be the most organised team, and three, you know, we've got, we've got, Quality players playing, playing a system what we played, you know, through the whole of pre-season, um, you know, going into the season. So, you know, we started the season, and you know, we we played some, we played, we played, a, we played. I think it was the first game was Barnet at home. Yeah, we had a, we sort we sort of had a had a sticky patch. Um, you know, they had a few chances. You know, we had a few chances, but. I always felt that you know towards going into the second half we would come on stronger because we had a, we had such a good pre-season we was we was the fittest team um, and we you know we, we we used to we used to steamroll teams you know in them first five games between you know between the last thirty minutes so for me it was it was all about you know having the, having a great pre-season um, and keep and for one we, you know we had a, we had a settled side. Um, I don't think the team changed for them first five games, um, and everyone knew their jobs. Everyone knew exactly, you know, how they played, um, and it, it was, you know, I look back at it now and I think, oh, you know, we played some unbelievable football in them five first five games, um, you know, and I think the fans would say the same. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a pleasure to to, to be involved in 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 that team really. You mentioned obviously the first five games and some unbelievable football and about the last half hour of matches and that leads nicely onto the Stevenage game where it was nil nil at half time we ended up whooping them three nil and that game will be forever remembered for the um, Blair Turgot fantastic goal that is probably the best goal or one of the best goals we'll ever see in our lifetime at Brisbane Road and a goal that you obviously played a huge a major in, really. part in so do you want to talk us through that your memories of that one yeah that was a that was a I don't, to be fair, that was a that was a game. I literally invited all my family down for that game, um, <laughs> and I, I actually said to them, "Look, you know, you know, we're we're actually going places. This is a this is a fantastic football club. We, uh, you know, the you, you know, I said to I said to, to to my brother, you know, bring your bring your friends down because you know, watch the, watch the crowd when we're playing. It's like it's like a championship, it's like a championship game, um, and." You know, for me, Naomi brought all her, all her, all her cousins down, and 
when we played that game, it, well, I knew I always knew we would have something special, and that goal is probably one of the best goals I've ever been involved with in football. Um, if that was in the Premiership, yeah. that would be still that was that would still be on the telly now playing yes. replays of it. Hundred um, percent. You know, and to be fair, how it come about is the ball the ball come out. Um, you know, I got received it on the halfway line, and I see Blair, and we worked on it in training, and. You know, I got it out of my feet, and I knew I could, I could, I could hit him in in the space, and I knew he was that quick; he would get onto it. Um, you know, and you know, I see Blair and, and hit that diag, and straight away I thought, "Go on, Blair, make sure you get there." <laughs> I didn't want him to think he was a bad ball. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, it's you know, people people forget how good his actual touch was. You know, to make that goal um, because you know that is some that is some technique to to. Yeah. To, to, to have um, when obviously to caress that how he did um, you know is, it's not is an a great easy goal not an easy no, goal to, it, to, to score at all and I think I think just not, to just to sort of pick up on, on that goal I think Oli Palmer won it back from deep within our half yeah, um, from their throwing, I think that he he picked the pocket of the of the defender. You then were running onto the halfway line, and you've actually yeah. cross field passed it to Sean Clahetti. Sean, yeah. yeah, that was it. And then Sean's on like he's not let the ball like on his first touch. He's just side footed it over to Blair, and Blair side footed yeah. it into the goal. It's like a FIFA. Yeah, goal. that was a FIFA it, goal. It was triangle yeah, and, square. And, and, cross and we were saying we were saying after the game we were saying actually if that was actually on, um, you know. Match of the you know, day, the, yeah. Match of the day, or you know, goals on Sunday. You know, that will still be that will still be playing now. You know, you turn yeah. on, you have, you know, you see the Frank, Frank, uh, Frank Lampard's, you know, career goals. Yeah. You know that 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 you know that that's up there with one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. And if or if Ronaldo or Messi had to finish that off, then. But it's not. It's late in Orient, and we didn't get the coverage <laughs> yeah. that it deserved. But but that's not to take anything away from that goal. So speaking of memorable goals, obviously uh, a bit later on, a few games later down the line, we had Notts County at home. Uh, there was also another very memorable goal. Well, there was two for you. Obviously, you scored your first goal for Orient yeah. in the first half. That was a pretty decent volley. We'll come back to. But I think your second goal. I think well, there's another one which was just a fantastic goal. So I guess talk us through that game in from your perspective. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, that was uh, my missus was uh, was present at the time, so I said to Coxie, I said, I fancy, I fancy him with a score today, and he was like, Nah, you ain't gonna score. No, we're having, <laughs> we having a bit of banter, we're having a bit of banter, and uh, you know, to be fair, I remember, you know, first half the ball got dinked over, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna try and break the offside trap here, and you know, if I get in, then you know, just be calm and, and finish in. To be fair, it was a great ball over. I think Coxie actually played the ball over, I think. It was a, it was a so. bit like a little, I think it was like a little dink, um, you know, and I side bullied it, side bullied it in, and I'm, we remember doing the old uh, baby cradle yeah. thing, um, and Coxie went, nah, you're going to get that trick here. And I, went, I went, I'm just happy to get one. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then obviously, you know, to score that, score that absolute, you know, wonder goal, um, second half was, you know, was the icing on the cake really? Um, I've never scored a goal like that, you know, before. I've hit some good ones in my career, but never, never, not a one like that. What dipped so much? Um, the, you know, the, the keeper said to me after he said, "I didn't even see the ball." Um, yeah. You know, so for me, for me to score a goal like that in front of in front of you know a fantastic, fantastic supporters um, was was truly 
you know, an incredible moment and one what, you know, will live live throughout throughout my career and um, you know, you know, when obviously Betsy grows up I'll show them them goals and, you know, it, it mean it means so much much to me, you know, to you know, to show memories like that and and to, to you know, obviously to, to to my kids when they when they when they grow up. That was that was one. As soon as you hit that ball you, you, know, you just in. knew it was in and like your reaction I remember like the crowd going mental you seemed a bit like perplexed yourself because it was yeah, top bit and you were a bit like didn't know what to do you kind of like looked up a bit and kind of staggered and then ran and then got absolutely bombarded by like all your teammates as you would when you yeah, score a goal like I that to be fair I didn't know what, what way to run or you know who's literally well <laughs> you know, right. I was a little bit little bit shocked I think bloody hell eh? you don't realise you don't realise how uh how good the goal is at, in in real time um, yeah. until until you actually look at, look it back on on uh, on you know obviously on the laptop or the analysis guy has and he goes you don't realise how good this goal is and then you see it and you go wow you know yeah. so uh, no it was it was a, that was that was probably one of the, you know probably one of the highlights of of of, 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 of the season really um, you know it was, a, it was a great goal and it's all two two great goals really and you know one that. You know, will live live with me for a, for a long time. Yeah. Sadly, though, uh, around October, November, Coxie and McCullum got injured and got quite badly yep. injured. Unfortunately, their their ACLs both were were damaged quite badly, um, and the wind started to turn into draws. Uh, obviously, we lacking Coxie's um, skill, his ability to put the ball into the box, and and Paul wasn't doing too badly in terms of uh, getting on the end of them. So what, was there any pressure from the team? Was it starting to, were, were, were sort of holes starting to, cracks starting to appear or anything like that? It's all behind the scenes? Um, yeah, you could say that. Um, obviously from, you know, when, when obviously Paul McCallum got, got, got injured, um, I think he was the first one to go. Yes. Um, and... You know, he was a massive miss because then first five games, we were, you know, we were scoring. He was a, he was a major part in in them goals. Um, you know, he was a big presence up 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 top. Um, so you know, he was a big miss. Um, there's uh, then you know you know there was there was a few stuff what was going on behind the scenes. What I know I know Ian Hendon wasn't 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 uh, wasn't pleased about. Um, and you know, and then obviously we lost Coxie. Um, and for me, for me, that was that was probably one of the one of the key ones because someone like Coxie's quality to have in any team, you know, he's he's a, he's a dream to play with. You know, you know, he's going to come up with something. His his, his uh, dead ball deliveries, his free kicks, the one at the one at Dagenham. You know, he just he just you know he don't even practice them, but he's unbelievable. You know, it's it's just a talent what he's got. Um, you know, which any player would would love to have. So for me to lose both of them guys was 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 a was a massive blow. Um, and I, I honestly honestly think now that if they didn't get injured, then we would we would we would have still been up there. Um, you know, to lose two key players like that in any team is is a, is a massive blow. And we never had anyone really to come in of the, of of what of. You know what what they brung to the team really. Um, Coxie's delivery from out wide. He was causing problems in the hole. By you know when we played the diamonds, um, his dead free kicks, um, and obviously Paul 
Callum goals. So if you take you take that out of any team, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna struggle really. And you know we we found out and we did. And you mentioned stuff going on behind the scenes with Ian Hendon. One one incident that happened obviously was after the Sky Sports game away to Hartlepool, where the team kind of got barric well not barricaded, got uh, summoned we- to the Marriott and Waltham Abbey. Yeah. Um, I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Played the Hartlepool game because my my uh, my missus was 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 we had our baby on the Friday, um, so obviously the, the Ian Hendon obviously said, look, you know, don't travel. Obviously, you just had a just had a baby, so then I actually watched that game, um, and then on the way back, I got a phone call from the boys to say that they're going in a hotel, and I was like, I was like, what's going on? And he was like, well, we've been sent to an hotel. Um, um, they didn't really know the reasons why. Um, I don't think the manager knew the reasons why. Hesse didn't know the reasons why. Um, and then they just said, they just said to me, "You need to make, you need to find out whether you need to be here or not." And I went, "Well, I've got, you know, I've just had a baby. Um, you know, surely, you know, surely they need to understand that." Um, and I rang, I rang, uh, I rang Vito up, and he said, "Yeah, you need to be here." Um, you know, my missus wasn't happy at the time because, you know, we just had a baby. She, you know, and it weren't a, it weren't a straight, straightforward birth. You know, there were complications. My missus had sepsis. Um, the baby had sepsis as well, so they were checking to see uh, their bloods and stuff like this. So, you know, it was still quite a worrying time, even though we had Betsy. There was still a lot of stuff going on. My missus had to stay in for five days. Um, you know, and they made me. They made me go to the hotel um, after a couple of days and 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 stay there. So you know, for me, you know, one, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pleased about it, um, and you know, two, it caused, you know, you know, I was, you know, I still had stuff going up, going on at home, which, you know, anyone who you know has a baby or you know would would understand that, you know, you know, sepsis is, is quite a, is quite a um, quite serious. It, yeah, yeah, it's quite a serious, serious thing. So, you know, went to the hotel. You know, I went there. Um, you know, and it was, you know, we had food and and stuff like that. And you know, no one really knew the reasons why they. You know, we asked, we was asking Vito why we're there. He was say he he was saying, oh, the chairman wants you here. You you know, we had to go to training. Then we had to go straight back to the to the hotel. Um, we couldn't have our wives up up there. We couldn't have our, you know people people who you know we you know we go home to couldn't be there. So it was you know everyone was up in the loop and it up in up in arms and you know we said we said look what's going on. So I think the, to cut a long story short, um, you know obviously the papers got involved and you know I think you know it was a made a made a, made a big fuss about stuff. Obviously um, you know because it's never happened before. Um, and they, they, all they kept saying was, if you was in, it, in was in, it, in in Italy, you know, you wouldn't get paid. Um, and we was we were saying, well, you can't do that in, in England. You know, you're under contract. You know, the rules state you have to be, you know, be paid every month by your by your employees and stuff like this. So you know, and, he, and then it, and then they they switched it round and said, oh, it's the team bonding. Um, so it, you know. That's what it, that's what it got boiled down to, and for me, for me, you know, if he wanted to take his team bond, then he should have took us to, you know, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere a little bit better than, you know, going to a Marriott, you know, you know, boys, 
you know, cooped up in rooms and, you know, unhappy people. We, you know, it, it was just a down, downward spiral from them, really. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're still doing not too badly. We're still up there. I think we was around the playoff area um, at yeah. this point. So, obviously, this is going to have a negative effect on morale with the management, with the staff, with everyone. So, a bit of a, a silly move there, shall we say, um, from Mr. Bichetti. Yeah. put a bit of a downer on things and obviously affected morale a little bit but in late November or December unfortunately another tragedy where you picked up quite a nasty injury yeah um, obviously that was uh, that was against Wimbledon um, who you know obviously I played it played against um, and I remember I remember going in going in for the going in for the tackle um, it was a 50-50 and um, actually felt my knee knee jar um, uh, Went off on the side and, and said to Pete, you know, who's, you know, who was a, who was a fantastic figure, I must say, before, you know, before I could say that, you know, and, and actually went off and actually said to him, look, I need to play this game. You know, it's important to me. Um, you know, and I've managed to get through that game. Um, you know, and I think, I think that night we, we had a, we had a team, we had a, we had our Christmas do. Um, and I went to, we went to Ireland's, um, we had a we had a good team bonding to go away and you know things weren't going right at the time but you know we thought if we could all go 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 away together um, get the team bonding back um, and have a good have a good couple of days then you know it could it could be a turn in the season what we might need um, and then obviously the, the day we went to we went to Ireland and then the next day I remember coming home with Sean Cloetti on the plane and I could hardly walk um, you know I was limping on the plane. Um, and I knew straight away something was something was up. Um, and then I rang, obviously rang Pete. Said to Pete, look, I need to go maybe go and see 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 a specialist. When he saw when he saw a specialist, um, and and basically said, look, you've got a fracture. Um, you know, you, you're basically going to be out for three months. Um, you know, which was a massive blow for me because I thought my season was 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 going well um, up to then. Obviously, we had Coxie out, we had Paul out, um, and obviously had myself out. Um, you know, and that was three probably main pla- main people. What was what, what was in the side? Um, it was still up there, um, and it was it was it was it was just a dis- disappointing um, disappointing way to way to go out, really. Um, and you know, I was speaking to Ian Hendon, uh, you know, last week, and he was saying he said, you know, you three boys. Who got injured? You know, was was a was was a massive effect on the team because you know you was all playing well, you was all contributing. Um, you know, and you know it's one of them things. Injuries injuries happen for a, you know happen for a reason, and you know you have to try and adapt and, and do as do as well as as well as you can. But 
I think when when you're going so well and you know we've hardly changed the team up to then and you know you've got three big players you know making making a you know a big contribution you know you know it had an effect and you know you know it and it and it and it showed. So speaking of Ian Hendon that you mentioned, we get to after Christmas and we a few home defeats. We lost at home to Cambridge, followed by a home defeat to Exeter, and Ian Hendon sacked by the board. Do you feel Ian should have been given more time? Hundred percent. Um, you know, people don't really understand what he what he actually went through. Um, he was, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes what he didn't agree with. Um, and you know, I think if he if he if he didn't have the, the interference, um, then you know we would have we would have definitely hit the playoffs. He should have been given more time. Um, all the all the boys were with him, um, and. For me, it was you know it was so disappointing to actually see him to see him leave. You know, someone who brung brung a lot of players near, near enough the whole squad to to <coughs> to Leighton Orient. He come in the next day and he, he and he was absolutely distraught. He was gutted. You know, there was people you know there was people crying because you know really because you know he 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 he, he had an effect on 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 a lot of players. Little um, people looked up to him. Uh, we went away um, to pre-season. In you know, you showed he, in the in the time he was with us, he showed what a fantastic manager he is. Um, great person, great man management, great guy uh, off the pitch. You know, will do anything to anyone to help anyone. Um, and I honestly, honestly believe, and you could probably ask Lloyd James now, who, you know, who's, who's gone away. You could ask Coxie, um, probably Matty Baldry, people who's who's left late in Orient would say if we had Ian Hendon in charge, um, we would have been promoted that season. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. We was when he got sacked, I think we was either two points or three points outside the playoffs. Um, his players he, he wanted in January, he'd give a list to the chairman, um, and the chairman he totally ignored it. And then they then they went and got went and signed a couple of the players he, he actually went for. So for me, he he had a plan. He had a plan going forward in January, which would have which would which would have definitely kicked us on to the next level. Um, and I I hundred percent uh, know that we would have been in the playoffs at least, and we probably would have got promoted that year if he was given time, um, because all the lads all the lads was with him. Um, it's not as if the, the cha- he lost the change room. You know, there was rumours that he, he lost the change room. That was that was never the case. Everyone everyone looked up to him. Everyone wanted him to stay. You know, people were going to veto. He needs to stay. But you know, they obviously thought they knew better, and you know, they made a change, which which was which is you know now is everyone can see for their own eyes was was the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we spoke to Sean Clahessy, the star man, that season, and he was saying pretty much exactly what you've just said there. And you mentioned kind of interference from. Bichetti, so I, I presume you're talking about him obviously having some kind of control, well, input, input into the team selection, I would guess. Yeah, he was, he was, he, I think he was you know, far more, I'm, I'm aware and, and stuff, he was, he was saying that certain players couldn't play, um, and, and obviously Ian Hendon, you know, disagreed with him, and, you know, he, you know, he used to turn up to training, and, you know, he used to come down, and, you know, Ian Hendon, he, you know, didn't didn't agree with stuff, and he used to come out and have the hump, you know. And you know, any manager, you know, you want to be, you want to be, 
you want to do it your own way. Um, and the, and the way the way the first five games, we hit, Ian Hendon did it his own way, um, and the results show. You know, he was he was he was you know he he's turned out now to be to be a great family friend um, because you know I've got the utmost respect for him because what what he what what people didn't realise at the football club. You know, he he dealt with a lot of a lot of a lot of shit, which you know a lot of people don't 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 understand. You know, we're in it day we're in it day in day out as players, and and you know for a fact that you know he 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 wasn't he wasn't he did he wasn't allowed to do it his own way. He he did to start off with, and you saw the results, and you see how how well the you know the atmosphere was and stuff like this. Um, but for me. Yeah, no, going back, to, he he should have been given time. He should have he he had a two year contract. He should have seen his two year contract out. You know, the club said to at the start, and, and you know when I signed that the club the club needs stability. They want stability. They wanna they wanna they wanna get into League One and then push on to the Championship. You know, and we we should have we should have been playing in in League One last year. Um, and I think I honestly think that with with Ian Hendon staying, that you know. We, we, we would have been in League One um, without a shadow of a doubt. He had a he had a great assistant in Hesse who was you know who was who was who, who's a great guy who's a great you know he's an outstanding coach who you know when they was putting sessions on you know people were buzzing people were going home from training couldn't wait to turn up to to training the next day. Um, you know, they didn't see. It was like going. It was like going when they was in charge. It was like going down the park with your mates, having you know, playing football, playing playing the game you love, the game the game you've been brought up on to be to be you know to to you know the game you, you when you was little you you thought it would be, and it actually was that, um, and it was so enjoyable, you know, and we had a, it was a family it was a family environment. Everyone everyone had each other's back. Even though he was the manager, he looked out for players. Um, he always defended players. So for me, he was he was he was an outstanding candidate for for Leighton Orient Football Club. And you know, it's so sad that that he had to go so suddenly. As well as him, obviously, um, being an ex-Orient captain as well. It kind of we all thought at the start of the season as fans that this is kind of a hand and glove type scenario. You know, the both the, the fit was so good. He'd had. Tutoring, I guess, for want of a better word, uh, you know, uh, with uh, with Sam Allardyce. So, you know, in the Premier League, he was you know, forefront of of what was going on at West Ham. So he'd had some some good experience, and it is genuinely looking back now. I mean, some of the results were a bit frustrating, but you know, generally you look back now and think, well, had he have been supported like others were, then then you think what what might have been, but. Um, Ian left. Ian uh, was sacked, um, and. Kevin Nolan joined us soon after. A bit of a maverick left field appointment, we thought initially. What were your first impressions of of Kevin Nolan? Yeah, um, you know, as a player, um, you know, you watch matches today, and you, you know, you know, I, I was I was brought up at West Ham. Um, my, my brother played for West Ham, um, and he was in the same youth team as Frank and Rio. So, from, so when uh, when when he was appointed. Straight away, you think, "Wow, I can learn off this guy." Um, he's he's been and done it. He's played at the played at the top level for many years, 
Um, he's a midfielder, exactly where I play. So you know, it was an exciting, it was an exciting uh, first day going into going into uh, into Leighton Orient and thinking, you know, what's next? And you know, all the players had to move on, um, and 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 we did. And you know, we were professional, and straight away, you know, Kevin come in, um, and he was he was actually training with us for you know a good a good few months before. Before he uh, before he actually you know come as manager and and he uh, you know some of the stuff he was doing in training was unbelievable. You could see he's played at that level for a reason. Um, you know he just looked he just looked effortless. Um, and I was going home from training actually saying to to my dad and uh, my brother and Naomi I was actually saying you know how you know how can I get as good as as good as Kevin Nolan. And they was like, look, that's a you know that's a talent. He's he's he played at a, he's played at a top level for a reason. He hasn't played there just on fluke. He's played at that level and scored goals, um, and and been a real top Premiership player. So when he when he you know when he first come in, he he, he said how he wanted to do things. Um, everyone was behind Kevin. Um, it was you know looking back at looking back on it now and and actually speaking to Kevin himself. You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of the stuff we did was was what he did when he was at West Ham, and the, and the training was was first class. The training was was high intensity. Um, it was for an hour and a half. Um, it was it was all short and sharp. It was it was it was basically geared around how we was going to play on a Saturday afternoon. Um, the first thing he, he did when he come in was you know we was leaking goals, um, and you know we done a lot of lot of defensive work to to be organised. Um, to be hard to beat, to, to to you know to be in people's faces, and and to, and it, you know it's a results business, and it, and he he knew that um, with with what happened to Ian, and for me, you know Kevin come in and you know steadied the ship, and uh, he come in and um, you know we worked on stuff, and it was paying off in games. Yeah, I mean, his first game he beat Wickham 1-0 I think his second game he beat Newport at home one 0 got a lot of one nils, like you said, he showed up the defence. You came back into the team as we beat Portsmouth again one 0 which was a Joby McEnough screamer, Mister Levy. You were yeah, there behind was, that goal. Yeah. That was a great goal. Yeah, so yeah, it was a great goal. Great goal actually. And he was he done he he started off well, had a few draws and a few disappointing defeats. I think there was a three 0 at Barnet, so he he only had fifteen games. And then before you know it, um, Kevin's given his marching orders. I mean, I mean, yeah, what, just, are you, what, are you, go, what are you? What are you? Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just going on that, um, you know, the same thing. You know, when Kevin took over, you know, we, we obviously he obviously knew what was happening with Ian, with you know, with with, with the Italians, uh, you know, interfering. You know, and he said, "Oh, this won't happen. This won't happen." Um, you know, I spoke to the chairman. He told me, you know, he's he's given me the backing. Um, I think that I think Kevin was got offered a, another two year contract, um, and you know, it was all it all went smoothly for the first for the first four weeks. He had some good results. Um, obviously, we played played Portsmouth, and then, you know that was a great, outstanding team performance. Um, a great, great goal by Joby, who you know just touching on Joby, you know was was treated uh, disgracefully, really. Um, you know he was he was made to train with the kids. He never he never trained with us, and and I, just going back on that, um, I think if Joby was was made available earlier to Ian, um, then you know he would have been a massive player. Um, you know, in in the in the first stage of the season, because you see his quality when he come into the team, how good he actually is. 
Um, so, you know, obviously going back to Kevin, um, you know, after after a while, you know, the same thing happened to him. You know, they were telling him that, you know, you can't play certain players um, and the same interference happened and, you know, it, it, it grinds on people in the end and, you know, you know, players were going, surely this ain't, this can't happen again and, you know, and it was happening and, you know, in any football club, you know, you need to be, you need to, when you're out on that training field and, you know, you're playing a match, um, on a Saturday, you need to be left alone. You need, you need, to, you need to, you need to have faith in the manager because you know he's obviously had faith to, in, in the manager at the start to make him a manager in the first place. Um, I, don't, I don't see what they was getting out of it or the, any benefits of anything from from actually interfering. No, yeah. Quite calamitous, and it had quite the opposite effect. So, um, you, so you were saying again, Bichetti telling Nolan that he ain't going to interfere, but then when it comes to it. Bichetti again is interfering in the selection and makes Kevin's yeah. position unattainable. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously Kevin, you know, Kevin was 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 thoroughly upset that you know if if it, you know obviously it was happening. Um, I think I think I think Kevin was you know said to me that you know it, it started again, and I was like, you know, you're joking, you know, because all we wanted to do was was do well for for Leighton Orient and. We wanted to give back the results to the fans, what we're missing on a Saturday afternoon. The fans, the fans were getting the hump because you know they wasn't seeing they wasn't seeing the, the late Orient side they saw in the first five games. But there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes what the fans never saw. Um, and I think I think you know going back to Ian Hendricks. I know I keep going back to this, but you know when obviously the lights and you know the, the the phones that you know come out you know in one of them games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you know, people didn't actually realise what you know was going on. Um, uh, you know, on the other side of it, yeah. um, you know, they all thought he was Ian Hendon, and they all thought it was, you know, he was doing a sh- he was doing a crap job. But actually, he was doing a f- he was doing a very very good job. Under um, the circumstances, yeah. So he's involved hey. in team selection. He's also involved at the training hey. ground, getting involved. Hey. Exactly. Yeah. So he used to, the chairman used to come down on on, the, on Fridays and stuff, and you know he used to go in the manager's office. I don't know what he used to say because you know obviously I weren't in there as a yeah. player, but he obviously used to watch training and and, and stuff, um, and then he used to go. Um, but you know, going back to to Kevin, it's you know it, it it happened to him, and you know he was upset about this because it's never happened to him in his career. He's never he's never he's never seen anything like that before in his in his life. Um, I've definitely not seen it as a player. You know, I thought I was coming into into a football club. What's you know what's what's going places? Um, I know it got relegated, but you know the fans were were very optimistic that season that we would get promoted. The players were the players were you know had a great desire to get back into League One. We had everything in that in that season to to get promoted. You know, we had great lads who wanted to do well. We had we had people throwing throwing their bodies on the line who actually wanted to do well, and it was it was it was it was such a shame. It was it really is. Yeah, I mean, so we had a great first five games, like you said. But the season after Nolan gets sacked faded out. We finished eighth, so just one place outside the playoffs. And what was a disappointing season came the end of it. Um, but like you said, the aim was promotion. How disappointing was it when you look back at the end of that season to see we finished eighth with players like yourself? Coxie, Simpson, James, Baldry, Chizak, players who are clearly 
above a League Two level, but don't finish within the playoffs. Would you say that's purely down to, I guess, rash decisions from the chairman and in terms of his yeah. management? Yeah, hundred definitely, hundred percent. And looking back on it now, it's actually it's actually really upsetting. It's actually you know it leaves a bad bad taste in my mouth. Um, you know I'm I'm you know I'm gutted how how that first season ended because I think if if Ian was given more time, um, circumstances what happened off the field didn't happen, um, then. We would have, we would have, you would have seen a League One team that season without a shadow of a doubt. You ask any players who have left Orient now, um, would say the exactly the same thing. Um, and for me, it was we had everything. We had a, we had a great squad. You look back at that squad now, and you think, what a, what a great squad that was. That 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 is that is a great League Two title contending team. Who should have who should have been promoted in yeah. that season, but it didn't happen because certain things and certain 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 reasons behind it, which wasn't anything to do with the players or anything to do with the management, was done. It was done by the Italians that you know in, interfered and and basically made rash decisions and 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 it and it and it's proved costly. Absolutely. Um, speaking of promoted teams. I guess on a personal level for you, your current team miss out on the playoffs, but a former team Wimbledon get promoted through the playoffs. I mean, what's that like? So you promised a bit a, a club on par with Wimbledon, if not, I would say a bigger club than Wimbledon, and then you see Wimbledon get promoted. Yeah. That must be gutting in one way, but rewarding yeah. in another way. Double edged sword. Double edged it? sword. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, oh, listen, I had, I had great great five years at AFC Wimbledon. Um, it was a it was a it was a family club. Um, they were they're, they're probably you know probably one of the one of the, one of the most passionate fans with you know what happened to their club got taken away from them um, they formed in a park um, and to and to get into the football league after nine seasons and actually be a part of part of uh, getting promoted out of out of the conference into League Two you know you know you're 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 seen as a legend there um, and you know they. You know, they always invite you back. They always, they always give you, they always give you uh, a, a great, a great, a great, a great uh, ovation when you go back there. So for me, um, uh, he needs, um, you know, for me, for me, sorry, for me, you know, for me, it's uh, it was, it was, a, it was an unbelievable uh, experience. Uh, my time there, and for, to see to see a club move into League One, how they did it um, was was against all odds, really, because everyone was was saying, "Oh, Plymouth, Plymouth are going to walk the the playoff final," um, you know, and they went in as well, they went in as uh, underdogs, and they've been underdogs throughout their career, throughout their yeah. uh, uh, since they were formed. So, so you know, you know, when 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 they did get promoted, it was uh, it was sort of a you know, it was sort of a pride thing, really, to say, you know, I've actually been a part of their history. You know, and you know, I wish them, I wish them all the best. And you know, they was a, they was a great, great club for me. Um, they've always, they've always said I would always be welcomed back to to, the, to their to their club. Um, you know, and just them little things really, really make a difference. And you know, I wish them, I wish them all the best. Um, they've got a great manager in Neil Hartley, who's 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 who's, a, who's played at, at the highest level. Um, and 
you know they've they've got a great foundation now, and I think you know I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be a million miles away this year and in League One with the players they've they've signed. So uh nah, so it was it was a it was a proud moment to, to see to see AFC Wimbledon going up but it, it, it should have been it should have been us and uh it should have been Leighton or uh, at at the playoff final. Mm-hmm. Um because because we had we had all the tools to, we had all the tools to to be to be a successful to, to be a successful winning winning side. Um, but you know, obviously, circumstances didn't allow that, and it was just uh, it was guttering to, to you know to see two yeah. two other two other people in that final, apart from Leighton Orient. So obviously, that season kind of passed, and a new season begun in the summer. A lot of turnaround at the club. You mentioned before players like Matt Baldry, Lloyd James. They left in the summer. I mean, what are you thinking when you see some big players leave? Obviously, your mate Conor Essam obviously left as well. So some mm. big departures from the team for you. Personally and and for the team. Yeah, I, listen, I had some I had some great great friends there who would be you know would be friends for life and you know you've mentioned some of their names and you know I still speak to them now and they they said to me when they when they left they won't be returning because obviously the circumstances that uh, that happened in the in the in the previous season. Um, you know, I'm I'm going back and I'm thinking you know what's next season going to be like? Um, surely it can't be the same. You know, you always have that little bit of hope that that it, that it wasn't going to be the same. Um, you know, and, and to see such great, great lads and great friends who you spend literally, you know, every day with, they sort of become your 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 family, really. Um, and we lost we lost obviously Lord James, who 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 you know who was in the side at the start, and you know, sort of you know weren't in the side after that for a little bit, but then come back into it. But you see his quality, what he, what he, what he had, and you know he's shown that at Exeter this season. Um, yeah, he's done well, Exeter. You know, he's done very well. Yeah. So and then obviously Matt Baldry, who was who was the captain, who was you know who was probably one of the best pros I've I've been around in. Wanted to make himself better as a player every day, and to lose people like that, um, you know, it's going to be hard to replace them um, because not one they're great lads off the pitch, but you know they're great footballers. Um, obviously. So for me, it was it was it was you know it was sort of I've lost 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 my right arm really with them people going with like Jack Payne who I travelled in with, um, Connor Essam who, who I travelled in with as well. You know, and I was you know you, you always think you know you know you sort of sort of a bit of a damp, dampener really of you know you got to travel in by yourself. Um, you always hope that you you might meet someone else as good as them, but but. They they obviously went for went for you know the reason why you know I've said previously of mm. you know the the stuff was happening in the season before yeah. um, because you know they didn't want it, they wanted to they wanted to go and enjoy their football um, and you know it's it's it's, to, it's told this year we lost you know Matt Baldry got promoted Lloyd James and and Jack Payne uh, were in when the, were in the playoff final. Um, Joby McEnough had a great season at, at Stevenage. You, listen, you take all them them players away, you know you're gonna you, you know you you've got to find some hell of a players to, to replace them players. Yeah, I mean talking to players who come in, so obviously Andy Hassenthaler comes in as manager. Are you, are you pleased about that? I guess because I guess you travelled in with Hassenthaler. I guess because he's round your neck of the woods, isn't he? Or yeah, yeah, we well, I, didn't, I didn't used to travel in with him. So obviously he was manager, and 
you know, you know, you, you know, it's one thing as a player you don't do. Um, but obviously, obviously, when he when he was assistant, then you know, we used to me, Jack, and Connor from away trips. We used to meet up and and and, and obviously, you know, uh, and get a lift. But it's one, you know, obviously played with with Hesse before. He took me to Dover um, before, and I know exactly what I was what I was getting as a manager. You know, he was going to get someone who was going to work day and night to make it work. Um, you know he's a, he's, a, he's a fantastic coach he's been a player manager so you know he's got all the tools to to be to be one of the best managers and he, he showed that at Gillingham so straight away I thought what a great appointment um, and what you know he knows he knew, he knew that he knew he knew uh, he knows the leagues he knows the players um, and you know straight away I thought you know this is going to be exciting and that's, that that was sort of the lift I needed Um and uh, you know, you knew that he was gonna he was gonna get a squad that you know what was gonna be competitive, um, and 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 he was he was he was big on big on being fit in pre season. So I knew straight away that you know it was gonna be it was gonna be tough to 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 come back in pre season. You needed to come back with you know a good level of fitness to to be at the top. And you know he always he always used to say you know you train how you play. Um, and he, you know, and that's and that's and, that, and that's the best policy to have. And he brought in some big signings in pre-season, didn't he? I mean, he brought in a lot of players who had experienced promotion. He brought in Callum Kennedy, who went up via the playoffs at Wimbledon. Yeah. He brought in um, Robbie Weir and Liam Kelly, Liam central Kelly. midfield. We'll come back to those two because obviously they play in midfield. Tom Parks. Uh, as well as you, Tom Parks, Massey. So some quite some quite big signings, and I think everyone was quite optimistic. Um, by those signings, obviously we'd lost some big players, like you said. I think everyone yeah. was quite optimistic, and it looked, looked like on paper we had, we had quite a strong squad going into the season. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, p- players like that. Um, obviously, played against Robbie before at Burton, and you know exactly what he was going to bring. Obviously, Cannon Kennedy, I played at Wimbledon with, so I knew exactly what he he offered. And you see his quality in the playoff final. Um, played, obviously, seen seen Gavin play before, and. You know exactly what what he brought, and it was it was an exciting exciting uh, you know part you know start of the season really, and all these signings kept coming, um, and you know I, I had that same feeling that you know we're gonna we're gonna be pushing towards the playoffs again. Um, you know we we you know with them kind of signings, you know, and people people looking at it, you know, that's what you said on paper. You'd think you know. You would, you know, you would be pushing towards the playoffs, and you know everyone was was optimistic, and everyone and everyone was 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 excited. What are you thinking when players like Weir and Kelly are coming in, who play in centre mid, obviously, as well as you got Atangana there, and Moncur? Are you thinking, am I wanted here, or am I going to have to fight for my place? What's the thought process of a player when two big yeah. summer signings come in like with, with yeah. two central midfield okay. spots available? Yeah. Obviously, you know, you obviously think, oh, you know, there's, there's another one in my position, and you know, it sort of mounted up, and there was there was five of there was there was five of us, and but you know, it's in in pre-season, it's all about going back and, and being fit, and you know, and, and doing well in pre-season games, and you always hoped that you know, if you've done well on on your performances, that you know, you would start, um, and you know, that's the sort of attitude I had when I was going into that. That you know, if I played well in pre-season, that you know, you would like to think that you would play because you done well. Um, so you know, for me, that's the sort of attitude I had going into that season. And how did the how did the loan move to Dover um, come about? The season started, and I think quite early on in the season, you 
you said you got a six month loan deal to Dover. in the right reasons to you know why I am a professional footballer it's not all it's not all about the money 
it's about it's about me enjoying my football and, and playing and playing football in the right way. Um, and and you know, I, I went I went to Dover on on a on a on a big wage cut, and you know, Dover were saying to me, "You're mad," but you know, and they said that just shows what kind of guy you actually are, and you know. You know, and Andy Esentai said, "Look, I've got the utmost respect for you." And, and Andy, Andy, Andy Edwards was in, was in was in that meeting, and Andy Edwards actually said to me, "He said, he said that just that just shows you what what a great guy you actually are yeah. um, to do to do that." And you know, it was a, it was a big ask, but you know, I wanted to I just wanted to play football. All I've ever wanted to do as a person and as a footballer um, is 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 to be the best I can be. And to and and to and to go go out there on a Saturday and enjoy my football um, because you know a lot of, I you know I, I lost my mum you know before I come to Leighton Orient and you know life life life's too short too to yeah. you know to to worry about yeah. stuff and you know I wanted to I just wanted to enjoy my football and I didn't I didn't want to be somewhere where I wasn't wanted and I was made I was made to feel very unwanted. Um, and how we, how how I got spoken to that day, you know, no other no other football club has ever spoke to me like that before. Yeah, so that made that made your mind up the way Mr. Bichetti spoke to you, and you thought, right, I'm yeah. out of here, I'm done. But just goes to show that before that season has started, Bichetti's already influencing team captaincy, already yeah. doing the same thing as team selection with the previous season that he that he'd done. Yeah, that but that's not up. necessarily to say that Liam and Robbie weren't. Of course, uh, yeah, yeah. obviously, vice captain and captain material. Would you Would you agree with that? Sammy? Yeah, no, definitely. Listen, they played. Listen, they played at the highest level. Um, you know, they've. You know, they've. You know, they've. They've got a good knowledge of of the game, and you know, they should. You know, I don't think there was anyone apart from them to to be the captain and vice captain. But I think it was just the way that way it was done, and um, and it was it was the way that um, you know a lot of a lot of a lot of other things. What you know what. What was said and and stuff like that, you know, I haven't got anything against uh, you know why they were given cap while they were given the, the the captaincy and the vice captaincy um, because listen, I'm a I'm a I just I just wanted to get on with my job. Um, I just wanted to to do the best I could for Leighton Orient at the start of the season, and I wasn't I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone thought. You know, on Twitter that Andy and Tyler got rid of me, and you know he didn't want me, and and he didn't want me around, and and, and that's nonsense. He, he, you know, he did want me there. He wanted me to be involved, but you know, I was made to made to you know feel unwanted. I was made to make out that you know I was backed up, and you know they might need me for for one or two games here and there when someone gets injured. But you know, I thought I showed in the season before that you know I offer more than that. Um, and then obviously once he made it difficult for me to to go on loan, and you know he wouldn't he wouldn't do he wouldn't do what a normal football club would do. Um, and for me, he said, you know, for me, um, he said you've got to take a, a wage cut to go to Dover, and you know that's the only way you're going. Um, was a little bit a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, yeah um, I completely agree with but, you. But you know that's that's you know you speak to people now at any other football club, you know that doesn't happen. Um, but you know it did, you know, and I went to Dover, and uh, you know I had, a, I, had a, I had a great, 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 great um, six months to January. Um, we was in the playoffs, um, playing, playing week in, week out. Um, I think I got about twelve assists in, in that in that time. Um, you know, and I was playing, I was happy, and I was playing, I was playing good football. Um, so for me, you know, I just all I wanted to ever do was is to, is to play football, and you know, you know, sometimes you know. 
you know, I go out there and, you know, you have a bad game, but you don't intentionally go out to have a bad game. Um, I've always, I've always uh, give 110% when I've had a late in the shirt on. Um, you know, I was a fan's favourite at, at, at Wimbledon because, you know, they knew exactly what I was going to get on the pitch. Um, and, you know, and I'd like to think that I did that every game that I played for, for Leighton Orient um, because, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. Yeah, so while you're at Dover, yeah. quite, a lot, quite a lot of change Orient, even though you're only gone until January. Obviously, yeah. you mentioned Dean Cox before. Dean Cox... Uh, is released from yeah. the club a massive shock to the fan base must have been a big shock big shock to you as well, as, a, as a colleague yeah definitely me and Coxie from day one hit it up um, we was always the jokers around the building we was always having a laugh um, you know we was always the ones were, you know would, would get the boys buzzing and you know we was uh, you know we've become we've become great mates and we're still great mates now um, you know I speak to him literally near, near enough every day um, and you know, for, for me, for, you know, for someone who's been at Leighton Orient um, and had, you know, and what he did for Leighton Orient, for him to be to go how he went was 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 utter, was utter, was is basically disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a player like that should have should have been given a testimonial because listen, what what people what he did on and off the field for Leighton Orient is is. Is, it just shows what a great guy he actually is. Um, he's, uh, you know, he he was, you know, he was, he was, he was, you know, I can't say how he was treated because obviously, you know, I weren't there at the time. Um, but for me, he, you know, while I was there, he he, he was a he was a true professional, um, and and he was a, he was an Orient legend, and he was he was he was probably the only one. Um, at the at the club, who you know, who was there, um, you know, in 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 the good times as well as the bad times, um, and he he actually he actually had he's got Leighton Orient in his blood, um, yes. and you know he always said to me, I hope I can go and play for that club again one day, because um, you know because he he loves Leighton Orient, he never wanted to leave, um, you know he left and you know you you know you see the statement they put out on. On, on the website and you know it was it was you know it was it you know that shouldn't happen to 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 a legend uh, like Dean Cox he should have he should have he should have been he should have been uh, he should have been given a testimonial um, because you know what you know the fan the fans love him um, and you know what he did for the football club is is it's nothing nothing short of uh, it's unbelievable really. it was it was absolutely incredible but there was quite a few comings and goings at the club over the next period obviously Dean was was uh, one of the biggest upsets um, because you think just as you get to the end of the gen, uh, the August transfer or any transfer window you think right good we've still got him um, but that wasn't to be but also Scott Cashgate left the club he ended up at Wickham um, and unsurprisingly started banging the goals in Um any thoughts or opinions on that situation that, that Scott I mean there's lots of rumours out there and whatnot. any insight from yeah. sort of within camp to be, to be fair you know I, didn't, I don't really know the ins and outs of, of, of what happened with Scott um, but listen he was a he was a great kid great lad um, always always full of life um, he used to come in you know people used to take the, take, the, take the mickey out of him he used to give it back he used to bounce back up you know, in training, he was. You know, well, the first, the first. I remember the first couple of days I actually coming into Leighton Orient and actually watching Scotty Cashin. I was thinking, did he play last year? And he was like, nah, he's a he's a young lad coming through. 
and you know some of the stuff I was seeing, he was, you know, he was doing was unbelievable. Um, and I know, I know, I know for one that Ian Hendon and, and Andy Essentyler loved him. Um, you know, they thought he was a great player. Um, and I always, I always knew that you know, given given Scotty a chance, um, you know, you know. I knew, I knew he would, he would, he would, he would make a difference, and, and would, and would bang goals in. Um, and he's, you know, he's gone to, gone to Wickham, um, and he, and he, and he's done, he's done just that, and he's got, he's got clubs after him now. Um, you know, and I wish him all the best. He's a great kid, great lad. Um, always wanted to improve, um, and he was, he was another one who, who, you know, was, was at Leighton for the right reasons. He was there because he wanted to improve. He was there because you know he, he loved Leighton on it. That was his club. That was where he was. He was. He was brought up. Um, and it was just a shame how, how he went as well. Yeah, and another one who went quite early on in the season was Andy Hessenthaler, who was only manager for about eight or nine games into the season. So he gets his marching orders, and yeah. uh, we appoint Alberto Cavison. So obviously you're at Dover at this point. But what are you thinking? Are you thinking? Are you? You've made the same mistake here by appointing someone who doesn't speak the lingo and getting rid of someone who's experienced. What, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, listen, I spoke to I spoke to Hesse straight after, and he just said to me he wasn't he wasn't allowed to do his job how he how he wanted to do his job. There was interferences again, um, and and that and that was that was basically it really. Um, and then to appoint a, an Italian manager who, who who doesn't have a Scooby out to you know what players what players there is in, in League 2 or, or in League 1 or non-league and he doesn't know the league um, you know is, is you know you're bringing someone in who you know you might as well bring in a math teacher um, yeah, you know yeah. you know he's like you know he's coming into a into a completely different country can't speak a word of English trying to take a team talk all the lads are bringing me up saying you know this is an absolute circus yeah, um, they were. you know you know how can you have a how can, how can you get motivated to go out on a Saturday afternoon when he's speaking in Italian and then, and then it takes twelve takes about five minutes to actually translate? Yeah, you know, same that with the players where you've got even Erico who was bought in and obviously get, that was one of Gagliardi's signings and Nomo and obviously uh, Mezzi yeah. who who's gets signed when he's injured and gets a three-year contract and what you pr- probably presume is a decent wage as well. Must be infuriating for Hess. Yeah, it was. Listen, it was it was frustrating for Hess because. You know, he had he had high expectations and he wanted to do well. Um, and it's never nice to be to be sacked as a manager. Um, you know, he was down for quite a while, but he just said, "Look, you know, there's been interferences. Um, you know, throughout throughout, you know, his his reign as manager. Um, you know, and it was it was a frustrating one um, because you know when you when you get given a chance to, to manage late and night football club." It's it's not a little thing. It's a massive thing to be manager of Leighton Orient Football Club. And me and me and Coxie always joked around and said, you know what? Imagine if we was manager and assistant. How good would that be? And we used, <laughs> we, used, we, used, we, used to, we used to always joke to uh, to Vito and actually say, you know, when managers used to go, can we put our CV in? Because you know, <laughs> we'd you know we'd love to do this because you know it was you know it's a, it's a it's an unbelievable job. Anyone who who, who is a manager. Would, would would love to be a would love to be a manager at Leighton Orient Football Club because the potential and the history of, of the football club is 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 second to none. It's a, it's a it's an outstanding football club with an outstanding fan base. Um, and you know when you know whenever whenever a job a job comes up like that, you know it, 
you know, there's a, there must be there must be oh, over over five hundred applicants going for it because it's you know it's a it's an outstanding job with 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 with, with an outstanding tradition. The thing is, uh, and the thing that I just say, uh, very kind of you to say, and, and I do agree with you, it is it is a good opportunity for for someone with the right owner. But if I remember rightly. Around sort of March, April time, Andy Hessenthaler had said that you'd have to be crazy to take the manager's position of this of this club, and then in the summer gets appointed. I think he went and played in the Masters World Thailand. Cup in Thailand or something. Yeah, and, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so it was it was kind of weird for us. I mean, maybe he was just joking when he said that, but uh, you know, yeah. it just seemed think, a, bit, a bit weird. I think, I think, I think you know, obviously, when you're not a manager and you're the assistant, and you know, the pressure's not on you and you know, and stuff like that. And I think I think he 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 always hoped that you know he would uh, uh, that obviously it wouldn't interfere when he was manager. Yeah. You know, I think he would. He, I think he almost thought that you know, surely the the chairman and the president has has uh, has learned from his mistakes before. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. You know, uh, and you know, I think I think from from Hesse saying that, and you know, obviously knowing Hesse that. He actually thought that he, you know, he would get a fair crack at it. Um, and listen, I, 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 he should have been given more time. He should have been given, um, you know, he shouldn't have had the people interfering because he's exactly the same with Hendo. You know, if given time, you know, the the team he had and and the way he wanted to do things would have hit the playoffs. But you know, circumstances happen, and yeah. you know, interferences happen, and. And, and and you know rash decisions again. So Caverson only last ten games, and I guess that's one where you go wasn't rash enough because I think he only won one of his ten league games yeah, or maybe gets a quarter of a season and then does yeah. nothing with it. So Caverson the league goes out, Andy Edwards comes in. I think that was, that was the appointment that most fans wanted. I would say pretty much every yeah. fan wanted. Um, Obviously, you worked with Andy. I mean, what are Andy's main skills? Obviously, he's just won the under twenty. Helped England win the under twenty World Cup, which is a fantastic yeah. achievement. What, 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 what does Andy Edwards bring to the table? Well, he um, he actually made me up. Um, you know, my loan my loan was coming to an end um, at, at at Dover, um, and rang me up and said, "Look, I want you to come back. I want you to fight for your place. Um, I want to give you a fair chance at, at a crack of it. You know, once you get your chance, if you do well, you'll stay in the team." Um, and that was it. And he showed a he showed a desire to, to to bring me back to the football club and 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 show and, and basically show show you know show the fans you know what they've been missing because he knew what you know he knew that I was doing well at Dover. Um, and, and 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 for that for him to make that phone call you know made me right. Do you know what? I'm ready to go back now. I'm ready to I'm ready to do the business at Leighton Orient. Um, you know, and it's nice to have a manager you know willing you know wanting you there. Um, you know, so you know, I could have stayed at Dover. They offered me a contract to stay at Dover, um, you know, but I decided to to, to, to against it and, and to return to Leighton Orient. Um, and you know, when I, the first day I come up, and you know, he asked how I went, and you know, how it went at Dover. Um, and you know, you know, I've seen seen Andy working with the youth team, and you know, I knew I knew exactly what I was coming into. He was he was a very very thorough guy. Um, uh, he knew exactly what he wanted. Um, he knew exactly how he how he wanted to do things around the building, um, and it was it was an exciting time. All the lads were were buzzing. He got got given got given the given the job, so everyone was in his corner. Um, and then obviously we trained 
I trained that day and then um, we we done a bit of shape and I wasn't in the team. Um, and then uh, we decided, um, you know, we were, we were going, um, we were going to do another bit of shape the next day and then I was in the team and he said, look, you're going to be playing against uh, Portsmouth um, on, 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 you know, on Saturday. He was like, look, just just do what you've uh, you've been doing at Dover and you know and, and enjoy it and 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 you know he said the main thing I want you to know is that I want you at this football club um, and I want you to uh, I want you to um, to understand that you know you are wanted and you know you are a good player um, and he he knew exactly you know when I took that pay cut at Dover that you know he knew he knew he knew exactly what kind of guy he was getting and. You know, I said to him, "Look, I'll run through brick walls for you because, you know, for any manager, you know, you, you know, it's always nice when you get that praise and you get that, you get that belief, you know, put back into you that you are wanted at the football club." Um, and I must say, I must say on that, um, on my return, you know, the messages I got off the fans was 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 so was so overwhelming and 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 amazing. You know, me and my me and my missus actually, you know, we had so many. I was scrolling through them and. You know, to have that support from from the fans, you know, I wanted to repay them back, and I wanted to I wanted to show them fans, you know, you know that you know you know that you know I am a good player, you know, and and I haven't gone gone out alone because um, you know I, you know I didn't want to be at the football club. It wasn't that I wanted to be at the football club. You know, I was forced out of the football club. Um, you know, and now I've been put back into the football club. I want I want you know I almost felt that. You know that that the fans didn't like me anymore, um, and I didn't want that. I didn't want that impression to come across because you know I wanted to give everything to that football club, and and all I wanted to ever do since I was a player um, when I joined the football club is 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 to give to give my best, you know, and and try and bring success to to Leighton Orient. I think um, during that time, you know, obviously, I think Robbie Weir gets injured, and Liam Kelly was obviously also injured. There was quite a big call for you. Um, from the fan base to try and get you back off loan because at this point yeah. you were quite struggling in that position and I think a lot of fans when you came back when it was announced were very happy and relieved is, yeah. to see you come, to see you come yeah. back Atangano struggled with fitness uh, at yeah. times and it was, it was young so I think from everyone from a fan base perspective everyone was delighted to see you come back because you were what we needed a bit of fight yeah. in, in the midfield and it was quite yeah. a shock that you didn't have a recall clause in your Dover, in your right. Dover loan contract as well so the fact that we couldn't call you back um, yeah. Until your contract actually expired, is well, I mean, it's I just. Think, I think I think that just shows that obviously they didn't want me around because listen, any yeah. any football club you have a recall, you have a recall in your life in you case do, anything yeah. happens like that. Um, you know, incompetence possibly, Sammy. Incompetence. That's just just what's been right. That the main theme of the Italians' ownership of the club is 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 incompetence. It, yeah. there, there may well be disrespect in that as well I, I don't know so much but a lot of it is going to be down to just sheer incompetence I mean, when you come back obviously you didn't leave on very good terms with the owner when you come back any olive branch handed out from the owner who says I'm glad to have you back or anything like that or do you just not no, see I, it? I didn't, I didn't see the owner um, uh, obviously Vito was there and you know said you know welcome back and stuff like that um, and then obviously played the Portsmouth game um, you know thought I'd done thought I'd done you know uh, really well in that game, and you know Andy, Andy Edwards and 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 Webby come up to me after and said, "Look, listen, you was outstanding. You're probably one of the best players on the pitch for us that day." Um, you know, and then and then the next day, um, Vito uh, on the Monday, Vito come up to me and said, "Oh, the chairman wants to say, you know, how how impressed he was um, with you." Um, 
you know, during that game and, and keep it up. Um, and that that was sort of the end of that was sort of the uh, sort of the end of the conversation with with Vito, really. Okay. Okay. So, so moving forwards, then you started in Andy Edwards' last game, which was away to Mansfield, and unfortunately, yeah. just after a few games in charge, Andy decides to leave the club and he goes to work with the FA which as it turns out yeah. is, is a great career move uh, for him uh, Danny Webb is um, then promoted uh, as first team manager um, initial thoughts on, on Danny and his you know what he brought to the table yeah listen I always listen when the other manager was there I, re- I got on really well with, with, with Webby um, uh, you know, he was he was a you know he was a he was a, he was a fantastic coach for the youth team. You know, he was doing great things with the youth team. Um, they went on unbeaten runs. Um, you know, and you know all the excitement you know around around the club was was around the youth team at that point because how well they did uh, in their games. Um, you know, they were playing exciting football. Um, and you know that was you know that's a great great testament to to how Webby you know had them playing. Um, you know, and, and obviously when Webby took over, you know, everyone supports supports the manager, whoever's in charge, and you know we listened to to Webby. And I remember, I remember the first day he took a speech. Um, you know, to obviously say he was manager, and you know this is how he wants to do things. And you know, everyone stood up, and it was, you know, everyone was pumped, and it was like, come on, let's do this. You know, and it was, you know, he got the, he got that togetherness back. What was missing um, with all these with all these manager changes? Everyone was getting the ump. Um, and he, he, he uh, you know, he brought that sort of fighting spirit and and wanting to play and uh, backing the team, which you know, which was missing. Yeah, and I think he done that really well. And I think that was one of the major points in getting the fans on side. I think Danny Webb done a fantastic job in uniting not only the players but all the fans as, as a collective. Um, so yeah. his first mate was against Carlisle at home, and now lost, and you came on as a sub. But then he had some decent results uh, in February. Went away to Plymouth on Valentine's yep. night and everyone expected us to get turned over went a goal down I think 10 minutes in mm. uh, but ended up nicking a 3-2 win which was a fantastic tomato in the last minute literally uh, what was, yeah, the, that was, a, was the feeling like after that match? Well, I actually didn't travel um, to that game um, but you know we was you know speaking to the boys afterwards it was you know it was an unbelievable unbelievable feeling but they didn't want to get too carried away because you know it was only one game um, you know they wanted to enjoy it, and you know they enjoyed it that night. But it was it was all you know hands on deck, and you know that's that was only a small target of, of what we needed to you know to stay up. Um, and uh, you know we weren't going to get we weren't going to get too carried away away with that result. But you know it was a it was a fantastic uh, night for the boys um, to get. You know it's always a difficult place to go, and you know to get three points out, they did that was was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean obviously. February coming out of January, Danny and Andy both weren't allowed to strengthen. They lost some big players. They lost Jay Simpson. So by this point, the team's really the average yes, age yeah. of the team is very young. Yeah, uh, we're, we're struggling in the table. And Danny, after the Plymouth game, there's a few six pointers that we lose. We narrowly lose out to Notts County at home to Kevin Nolan. Uh, ironically, yeah. three two lose to Cheltenham. Um, so you know it's getting harder, and I think we lose three 0 uh, away to Crawley, and then Danny uh, walks as well. Uh, he gives a quite a abrupt interview after the um, Crawley match to Dave Victor, and he kind of says he kind of hints that there's stuff more ga- more stuff going on behind the scenes, and he walks. I mean, as a player, what are you thinking at this point in terms of? It's, I think it's the sixth manager of the season. You're thinking not again, and 
how much yeah. time Ricochet can do just, this again. It just, you know, you just, you know, it gets tiring in the end, and it, it, you know, it has an impact on all the players in the end, and it did um, because, you know, when when you go into a building and there's no leadership there, there's no there's no front front man there to you know to look up to. Um, you know, it gets it gets disheartened, and you know all the lads are worrying who's going to be the next manager. You know, is it is it going to be Vito? Because you know, no disrespect, but you know, we were we were going through managers like they were sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, it, it it just gets you it, you know you end up just thinking, no, oh, not again. And it it it's just you you just feel like you had a massive weight on your shoulder. Um, there was never a time where you actually you actually thought you know you know this is this is going to go, but it was always in the back of your mind. You know, is it going to happen after a couple of defeats? Um, and you know you know for them to resign shows that you know there must have been you know stuff happening behind the scenes, which which Webby come out and said, um, and you know the same thing with Andy. You know it was still happening when Andy Andy had put it in charge. Um, so as players, it was it was very frustrating. Um, everyone was looking at each other in the in the in the, in the physio room and, and and laughing really because we was a laughing stock of the league. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a circus. Um, and for a football club like Leighton Orient to to have you know as a being involved in it, you know, and you're walking down the high street and you know you bump into people and they go. What the hell is happening with your club? You know, mm. it's it's actually heartbreaking. Yeah, right, um, but you know, because I signed up to come to Leighton Orient to push into 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 League One, you know, and then and then and then have a go in League One, and then you know you're fighting. You're not only fighting football matches, but you're fighting against against your own people. Um, and and that's what it was. It was a constant battle. It was a constant uh, constant drain. Um, and it and it and it showed on the players in the end, um, and you know the fans didn't have a clue what was going on behind the scenes. There was only guessing, um, you know. And it, you know, and it and it and it's come it's come to this it's come to this now where you know you know people are actually starting to realise you know what it's actually like. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So Danny Danny leaves and Omer uh, makes the step up. Um, in your eyes, what what are Omer's strengths? Um, obviously, you know it was a, it was a, it was sort of with the boys. It was, you know, sort of a, sort of a funny appointment. Um, it was, you know, it was one what we weren't expected, expected from. Um, you know, we thought we needed someone to come in and with, you know, you know, with maybe, maybe, you know, a bit of experience who knows the league, who, you know, who's done it before, like a Martin Allen, who was, who was, who was, who was, uh, you know, I think touted for the job. You know who's gone into football clubs before, and you know all we wanted to do as players was 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 to keep this club in the football league. Um, you know we never, you know we we never we never once thought we were going down. Um, we still had belief, um, but you know obviously you know you know when Omar comes in, you know all the boys again, you know say look come on we got to do it for ourselves. You know we got to do it for the fans. Um, we got to do it for you know whoever's in charge. So as professionals, you just get on with your job. Um, you know, we was all right behind Omar. You know, he come in and tried to do his own his own stuff, um, and you know, all the boys were behind him. 
Um, you know, Omar's, Omar at that point had very difficult circumstances to manage. Um, and, you know, it was, it was very frustrating for him. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, and, you know, people, people wanted to do well for Omar because, you know, it was his first job in management. You know, it's a big job to, you know, come from where he come from to manage. So people understood that, and then people actually, you know, you know, wanted to wanted to wanted to do well for him, you know, as well as well as for the football club, um, because you know when he took that job, you know, he probably never thought he was going to be ever become a late annoying football manager. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, but when he when he got appointed, you know, we all you know got we all rallied round. Yeah, we exactly, exactly, and, and, and as professional footballers. You know, whoever whoever is your manager, you have you have respect for, and you back him. Yeah. Um, and that's no that's no different what the players did. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk. Uh, you know, between fans and people were throwing injuries in, um, and, and didn't want to play for the football club, which you know is is totally wrong. Um, you know that that wasn't the case. People did have did have injuries, um, and you know, you know, for for me, for me, you know, when you know when 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 people say, "Oh, um, you know, people ain't ain't playing for the shirts. Just we're relying on our youngsters." You know, you know it, it hurt it hurts us as players because we're all we're all human beings. We all have we all have the same feelings. Um, you know, and when people say, "Oh, you know, people people are not playing and, and throwing injuries in," you know, I don't think I don't think any any late annoying footballer would say you know they threw they threw an injury and. And, and Michael Collins come out the other day and, and spoke to I think the Guardian um, and actually said you know you know that wasn't the case um, and that and that that definitely wasn't the case. Um, we tried to you know Gavin Massey had an injury um, you know and you know he had a scan and that and, and that was quite bad. You know, obviously I had I had an injection in in, in my knee for tendonitis. You know so you could go around you could go around the list and, and actually say look we did have we did have injuries. Um, which didn't help our cause towards the end, but listen, let's not forget what you know. What a fantastic you know opportunity these youngsters were were, were given, um, you know, and they've you know Auburn have got some some um, some of the amazing uh, young players, um, and you know it was it was very difficult times for Omar because he was coming into into the into into a sinking ship really with 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 the, with with the kind of. Um, you know, with with all this stuff, with all the backlash, what's happened before? Um, you know, all the players, you know, was, were getting down, um, and he and he was coming in full of life and, and trying to lift the club, and, and 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 he did do that, and the boys did rally, rally, rally around him, and you know, they all wanted the best for him, and they all wanted to to improve, um, uh, and 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 they went out and trained, and you know, we, you know, they tried their best. So yeah, you mentioned obviously you were injured, so you got ruled out at the end of the season. I mean, how frustrating is it to be ruled out of an injury whilst the team, you know, bottom of the table? It must just be a horrible feeling, I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, listen, you know, Webby said, "Look, I'm going to play you against uh, Stephen Edge." You know, I wasn't, I wasn't right, but you know, he didn't have really anyone else really. Um, you know, and, and and I was struggling through that game with an injury, um, and then you know, obviously. You know, to be ruled out of a, you know, with a, with, you know, with 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 a few games to go, knowing that you know we need an X amount of points to stay up, 
um, and you know your you know basically you know your livelihood and, and your career is on the line and you've got other boys playing in it you know you want them to do well you're pushing them to to go out there and get a victory you're not sitting there thinking you know oh I don't know what I don't know how we're going to get on today listen every every pro um, who was in who was in that who was in that in in that squad um, and play, and people injured was in that dressing room before the game half time and at the end saying look come on we can do this um, we was all in it together um, we had a great bunch of guys who you know who we went through a lot of shit um, and we all stuck together um, and we all stuck by the manager um, and Omar you know you know credit to him got us up every day. Um, and 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 you know we all we we all we all did things to you know to try and get results on the pitch. At, at times, it felt like it was just managers rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. It just seemed that we just couldn't get that flow together that would pull us out. And at one point, we were quite a few points off of off of relegation. But before you knew it, a couple of three nil losses and three goals here and there. And we were right in it. Um, and even when we went to um, Newport County and, and stuff, them 4-0, you yeah. just think to yourself, actually, you know what, maybe we're not, maybe there are two clubs that are just a little bit worse than us and, and maybe we will yeah. survive. Yeah. It I, just, it I just... Actually... Yeah, go on. No, go on. Yeah, I actually, I actually was, on the, was on the bench that game. Um, you know, and we, you know, we actually absolutely tore Newport yeah. apart. Played them off you know, the and, park. I, yeah. and, and my friend played, played for played for Newport that day and he was on the the on the bench, uh, Sean Rigg, who was at Wimbledon with and he said to me, We're down He said, Listen, he said, you know, I can't <laughs> yeah. see us pulling out of it one bit. He said, Listen, you will not go down. He said, "You got how you're playing today." He said, "You're better than most League Two sides, and you know what yeah. what we played against." He said, "But we're we're in real danger, you know." And listen, we didn't get carried away with that win. Um, you know, we, we knew. You know, it was it was just small. It was just small steps at a time, hoping that you know we would get a few extra more wins, and you know other people would lose. It was always a t- always the way that you know when we won, other teams won. Um, you know, when we yeah. lost, other teams won. Yeah. You know, and you know the luck. The luck was 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 totally against us. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was it was it was it was it was like it it was it was just it was so disheartening going in in that dressing room at five o'clock. People were having their heads in their hands. You know, because fans don't see that. You know, it actually affects families' life. You go home, you have the ump. You know, you can't get out your mood because. You know, it's a pride thing. You walk down the road and, and someone goes, oh, you get beat again. But, you know, it, it, you know, it doesn't just have an effect on, 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 a, on a Saturday. It has an effect, you know, through, through your whole life because, you know, people, people stop at you. People stop and, and say, oh, what's going on? You know, and you want to try and get away from that when you're not at the football club because, you know, when you was at the football club, it was full on, you know, and you, you wanted to achieve you know, you want listen. Every every player in that dressing room wanted to stay up. We wanted the best for each other. Um, you know, we were, we had a great great bunch of lads, um, and you know, you know, it was it was it was just a shame. So, so at this point, with relegation almost certain, I mean, what was the spirit like amongst the players? And I mean, are the players at this point? I mean, did the players speak about kind of the ownership? And I mean, I guess there must be some ill feeling towards him, surely or. Yeah, listen, it was, you know, there was, 
I think, you know, when we were nearly relegated, we was having the trouble of not getting paid. Um, you know, and, and people's got mortgages to pay. Um, people's got livelihoods. Um, and it had, it had a massive effect. It had a massive effect on my family um, for not getting paid. Um, and I know it did for others. And, and it's worrying. You're going home, you can't sleep at night, um, and you've got all that worry about, about you know, about stuff, um, you know, you shouldn't be dealing with. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we're going in, we, go, we, used to, we used to go into into the change room and go, look, what can we do? You know, we used to sit around as the players, you know, and, and chat and, and, and ask each other, look, you know, where do we go from here? What, you know, and we used to have to get each other up for it, you know, and, and you know, and people, people, you know, we went out and trained and, and people, people still done their job without getting any money and travelling for two hours, you know, it's costing them £40 to get in every time. You know, they're not, you know, they haven't paid their rent, they haven't paid their mortgage, but do you know what? People still got on with their jobs. People still done the right things. People still went out and trained and give their best. People still went out on a Saturday and give their best. It didn't, none, none of this affect, none of this affected any, any of, any, any of the stuff what was, was going to matter to get later on out of the, out of, out of relegation. And, you know, that's a testament to, to what kind of, what, what, what kind of players and what, and what group of people we had at, at Leighton Orient. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And it seemed like a really, uh, just something else to add to what seemed like a really long and exhausting uh, season, especially as a fan. I can't imagine what it must have been like to be in the thick of it and then not being paid what you're owed, uh, completely disheartening. So it is a testament to the, to the character and the decency of the people that, you know, were doing jobs and not getting paid for it. Um, but the season ended. Uh, sadly, we got relegated to the National Conference after 112 years of league football. Um, obviously quite a surprise. Well, no, I guess it's maybe not that much of a surprise that, 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 that how it ended up. Yes, listen, it's, it's absolutely devastating and it's absolutely shocking to, to say that Leighton Orient is a, is a National League club now. Um, you know, the tradition, um, the ground, you know, the fan base, um, everything associated with Leighton Orient, you know, shouldn't be, shouldn't be a National League club. You know, if things were done properly, you know, it would have been in League One or, you know, or still should have been in League Two. Um, and you know, it, for, for me, for me, it's you know, it's up to it's up to sadness. It's you know, I'm I'm devastated for the football club. Um, you know, and no matter how how bad I was treated uh, the the second part of the season, um, I still you know I still got love for the club. I still I still I still I still I still have a have a have a have have love for the club, and you know you know I still look out for for their results. Um, you know, and listen, for me, for me, it's 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 absolutely shocking. Um, should never be a national league club. Um, should should be a championship club at least. Um, and you know, when if you ask anyone, you know, them players, you know, we're we're absolutely gutted how it how it ended. Um, mm. You know, the squad the squad we had, we should have never been uh, should have never been relegated. Hundred percent. Um, some of the teams, you know, you watch and you know you think on a Saturday, how, how did we get beat by them? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you do, you do, mm. and you, you you look through it and you go through it and, and you beat yourself up and 
and stuff like that, and you think, what you know, why us? Why why is it got to be? Why has it got to be us? And mm. you know, I don't think you know people people don't understand that you know a lot of a lot of stuff's been has been interfered with. Um, you know, and, and and that's the major factor, and and it's a shame. Um, you know, there's no, it's not it's nothing to do with you know we 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 was we was a hundred percent not the worst team in that in that league in in, in that league we was not the the worst the uh, uh, two teams in that league. Um, you know, things things have happened through through you know ref decisions. So again, it's to do with the ownership of the club. Yeah, people interfering with the club. Um, as as made has made that football club fall out of the football league, um, and I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think it's I think it's 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 a tragedy that that Leighton Orient football club is not in in in, in league football um, because listen the fans the fans deserve 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 uh, more. Um, they turn out they turn out week in week out and make a great atmosphere to, for players to play in. And, and for me, you know, it's a pleasure that you know I've got given a chance to to play for such a, a fantastic football club. And it's lovely to hear you speak about the football club like so that after, yeah. after kind of the experience you've had there. So you put out the following statement via Twitter uh, after the season ended. You said, "I just wanted to thank everyone at Leighton Orient FC for their support over the last two seasons. Staff and fans have been unreal. There's been many highs and many lows, but the fans were always 110 percent behind us, and some of the best fans I know." Things didn't work out with the vision I had when I first signed, unfortunately, but I've met an unreal bunch of lads and a special thanks to the physio Pete Webb and the medical team for their support in my recovery back into the game from injury. Good luck to Orient in the future. They'll bounce back, but for now I'm going to enjoy the summer with my family and look forward to my next adventure. So you put that out, uh, I think, after yeah. the season ended. Yeah. So did you get a chance to say goodbye to, to everyone at the club? Who you want yeah, to say goodbye to? Yeah, listen. People, people don't don't um, don't understand, um, you know, what goes on at that football club. And for me, um, Ada, the kit man, and Lindsay, you know, who, you know, you know, went through, you know, difficult times um, at uh, at that football club by not getting paid. Um, and and at the, at the end of the day, they have one income as a, as a family. Um, and you know what they did, and they just got on with their job. Um, you know, and listen, they're two great, great people, and it, and it's an absolute honour um, that that they're that they're, uh, they're part of Leighton Orient Football Club. Um, and you know, for me, you know, they're, they're, that 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 epitomises what what Leighton Orient is all about by having you know um, them two people at the football club. Um, because listen, you know what Ada does, he he makes sure that every player has what they need for every game. And, and when you're a player, it's always nice to to have that. And he he would always he would bend over backwards uh, to help anyone. So for me, you know, Ada he's a he's a legend. Um, you know, he'll always be a legend at Leighton Orient. Um, and you know, he you know he was he was absolutely devastated. And you know, he he deserves so much more because you know he's a, he's a great guy. Um, so you know, and people like Neil Barron, who's been there for seven years. Um, you know who 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 done done the medical medical side of it. Um, you know when obviously Pete left, he sort of took over. Um, and you know he you know he's another he's another person who who deserves so much more. And he, he's 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 a he's a great asset to that football club. Um, so is Ada, and they should be keeping them them people on board and and making sure they're the first people that they 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 get to stay because yeah. people like them 
you don't get them in, in in many football clubs. And them two people there, you know, you know, are two are two two unbelievable guys who who would bend over backwards for late night late night football club. Um, you know, and you know that. You know, I could go through, I could go through, you know, load of people who, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. But you know, them two guys, you know, deserve so much more. And you know, when when Neil wasn't getting paid, you know, you know, he's got a, he's got a young family just like myself, and you know, he was travelling in, and you know, he was doing stuff what he couldn't afford, and you end up you end up you know running, you know, getting debt because you know because you know you haven't been paid, and he, you know that shouldn't have never been, been yeah. never come into the situation. Yeah. No, it's um, disgraceful. It's absolutely uh, disgraceful. It should never have happened in a professional yeah. game. Um, no. So, in terms of Orin, were, were you offered a new contract at all? No, no, I weren't, I weren't offered a one. Listen, no, I wasn't. I wasn't told anything um, after the season. Um, I didn't even get a letter um, to say, you know, you see, you're being released or. Um, you have, you have, you, you know, we're keeping you on. Um, basically, I was just left to, left to, you know, basically yes. feel one wanted and, and to go. Basically, that's outrageous. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing, had you been offered a new contract, you wouldn't have signed it. Nah, listen, I would have. Listen, you know, I've, I, I wanted to, you know, I would have, I would have, I would have, you know, thought about a decision because, you know, a, you know, a footballer, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna enjoy it, you wanna enjoy your football, you wanna. You want to listen to what to what other offers have gone on, but you know, for me, I think you know too much has gone on um, in in the two years, and you know, especially by not getting paid. You know, I don't think you know I would have I would have I would have stayed if if the if the current owners were there. If it if the obviously the own, the owners were were different, then you know I definitely would have loved to stay um, because you know I want to you know I felt I felt my time at Leighton Iron I didn't. You know, when I first joined, you know, I seen it, seen it as a massive opportunity, and you know, I see us moving into League One, and it was just, it was just a shame, and you know, I'm, you know, I feel quite upset of, of the two years of, of 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 how it went, really. Yeah, we've got a few quick fire questions now for you, Sammy, because obviously you're conscious yep. of the time here, and and, and you giving That's up right. your time for us as well. So, just a few sort of quick fire ones, really. Favorite goal at Orient. Uh, Notts County. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, we yeah. had that. We had uh, that listed. Yeah. Best mate at Orient. Uh, Coxie. Yeah, I think he'd be. I think he'd yeah, be well yeah, upset yeah, if you didn't yeah. say him. Um, yeah. <laughs> best player you've played with. Um, listen, I played with I played with some good players, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say Coxie because listen. Best mate, you know what? Yeah, what? To be fair, no, not just because he's, you know, what, you know, was my best mate there. Was, you know, some of the stuff he was, he was doing in training, and you know, some of the, some of the games he was playing in, and you can actually see he's a level above, you know, where he, yeah. where he's playing now. He shouldn't be playing at this level. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got unbelievable talent, um, and to be fair, it was, it was a pleasure to play with him in that season. Best trainer. Best trainer, I'm gonna say either uh, my time at the club would be either Lloyd James or Matt Baldry. Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. Best, man- best, best manager. manager. Best manager. Um, I'm gonna go Hendo. Cool. Um, who did you room with on away trips? Coxie. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we spoke about this question before, and Paul thinks you're a tea man, and I'm not sure. Tea or coffee? Uh, tea. Yes. Oh, 
knew it. You look like a tea yeah. kind of guy. Um, yeah, love a tea. Yeah, love a tea cup of tea. Sugar's beautiful. <laughs> Favourite meal? Favourite meal? Steak and chips. Beautiful. Good, Good meal. shout. Cup of tea and steak and chips. Lovely. Got any pre-match routines or superstitions? Yeah, I put my left shin pad on, always on first, and my left boot on first. Interesting. Interesting. Everybody has these uh, these idiosyncrasies. Yeah. So obviously you're not at the club anymore. So you've got an exciting new um, project that you've entered. So do you want to tell us a bit about your um, new position then? Yeah, basically, um, you know, I took over as player manager at Leatherhead Football Club. Um, you know, I've gone, I've gone there to see it's a good opportunity. Um, you know, for you know, for what I want to do in the future. Um, obviously, my football academy at M and M Football Academy. We've got three centres now with over 300 kids um, and a football scholarship from 16 to 18 started in Folkestone, which me and Jack Midton, um, you know, who's my business partner, is, is going full-time with um, from September. Um, you know, and I see, I see, I see, uh, I see Leatherhead as, as a good stepping stone in, in what I want to do. Um, you know, I've signed some good players um, and I'm hoping to you know, to have a good season and and, and uh, you know, and really learn my trade as as a as a, as a player manager in 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 the non-league system. And you know, one day I want to be a football league manager. And you know, you never say never. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be at Leighton Orient. Um, oh, yeah. But you know, you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna finish off my coaching badges. I wanna I wanna um, I wanna move my move my business forward. Um, you know, as 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 far as I can get it with. You know, obviously going full time with that, and then obviously you know doing 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 my player manager stuff at Leverhead. You know, going to be busy as well. But you know, I want to be I want to I want to be seen to be a successful player manager as well as as well as a footballer as you know as as, as a career I've had really. So it was a it was a good opportunity not to turn down. Um, you know, I've loved every minute of it. My phone's been going going mad with agents and you know players, and you know I've seen the other side of it now, and you know. I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I did try and get a pre-season friendly against Leighton Orient, but but no one, no one come back to me, which a little yeah, gutted about. But you, you know, hopefully, hopefully the fans can, you know, try and persuade you whatever the new owners is that you know we'll have a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no. So you know, I'm, 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 looking for, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the role. Um, I see it, see it, I see. Uh, you know, I like to think that you know the squad I've assembled that you know will be very competitive. And listen, um, O's fans, this um, you know, it'd be nice to see your faces down at down at Leatherhead. Um, you know, we can have a beer in the in the bar afterwards, and and uh, you know, hopefully that'll be your second team who you who you follow, and you know, you, you watch out for the results. And Absolutely. when that, when late night hasn't got a game, make sure you get down and and, and support us because you know it's always nice to. To see to see familiar faces and you know support support me in 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 my next journey really yeah I'm sure I'm sure there'll be more than a few who make that journey and obviously you've got Sean Clehessy there um, with you obviously an excellent player yeah um, yeah and I'm, I'm sure you'll do well there so we've got a few questions for some listeners as we end uh, as we come to the end part of the interview so from at Orient underscore fan on Twitter says if you could sign one player from our playing squad last season at Leverhead who would it be yeah. Including Coxie, you can you can sign Coxie, <laughs> mate. You can have Coxie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 to be fair, not just because you know he's a good lad and 
you know, I want to try and create, um, you know, a good atmosphere in the dressing room. But, you know, his, his quality and, you know, his... His decision making and, and stuff like that, you know, if you had him in your team, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get goals and you're going to get assists assist yeah. galore. Yeah, absolutely. At Harlow, Orient uh, tweeted us and said, if you could turn the clock back, would you still sign for Orient, knowing what you know now? Listen, I'm not... Difficult listen, question, I would, isn't it? You know, you know listen, I've... I always stand by my, my my decision why I signed for Orient, and you know I'd never, I'm, you know, if, you know, if I turn back the clock, yeah, I would, I would still sign for Orient because you know I see it, I see it as a fantastic opportunity um, at the time, um, and I still see it as a fantastic opportunity now. Um, anyone going into, um, you know, if you've got, you know, ifs or buts to sign for Orient, then you know, listen, with the right owners and. And 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 the you know the right manager and the right you know if he gets the right players, you know, let's hope there's good times back at back at uh, Brisbane Road because you know it deserves it. Um, you know and you know I'll definitely be down there to support Leighton Orient um, because you know all the teams I've played for, you know, I always look out for. Um, you know and I, and I want them to do the, to be the, to, to be the best they can be. Absolutely. At Jaden underscore Christy thirteen. You can have more than one player for this if you want. It says, who has the best banter during your time at Orient? So we know you and Coxie like a bit of a joke, but who else? Who else has um, a good banter down there? Uh, to be fair, Paul McCallum's got a little bit. He's a bit more. He's a bit more dry. He um, comes as a picky chappy. Uh, does McCallum? Yeah, he's alright. I thought when I first signed, I thought uh, P Mac was a. Uh, you know, he was quite shy, but he actually ain't quite shy. Um, you know, he, he puts he puts himself. Up, but I think I think I'm going to give it to uh, to Callum Callum Kennedy. He, you know, he's a he's a great guy. Um, and if I, you know, I honestly say, if you went out with him on a night out, listen, you'll you'll be his best mate because he's uh, he's he gets people he gets people laughing. He gets people, you know, people, you know, he's infectious and. Uh, you know, he, he tells stories and his, story, his stories on away trips. Trust me, when you're going to Atkinson on a Tuesday night, <laughs> then you need, you, need Callum, you need Callum Kennedy around. <laughs> 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 At Warren Barnes, it's a good answer. At Warren Barnes UK said, who is the best player you've played with or against in your career? Against, I'm saying, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, Steve, cool. I yeah. called that, I called that. Yeah, yeah um, Mr. Fair Listen, when I was at, you know, when I played against Liverpool that day and Coutinho was playing and they had all the big hitters, you actually, you actually don't realise how good them players actually are. You, listen, I'm the first to slag someone off on, on TV <laughs> in the Premiership and say, you should have done that, you should have done this. But, listen, for any player playing in the Premier League, you don't realise until you play against them how talented and how good they actually are. Um, um, and when I played that night, Steven Gerrard was... Well, listen. You couldn't get near him. Yeah. You thought you think you can get near him, but trust me, he's he, he plays one round the corner and he's gone before you even know it. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, listen. You know, it's, it was an honour to play that night and and to play against someone of his of his calibre. Um, and you know, they're just so much sharper, so much more fitter, so much more technically gifted. Um, and to be fair, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a talent and. You know, they you appreciate it more once you've played in against them on the pitch. Um, yeah, hundred percent. 
we learned that when we played against the yeah. ex, when the ex pros uh, a charity match for Loft. I just you just really appreciate the nine know, nil. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think we lost ten or eleven nil or something. Yeah, it was just, nine. Was it nine? Oh, good. Um, you just genuinely then appreciate when you're on the same surface as them how much sharper, quicker yeah. thinking thinking uh, time that they have yeah. that, that that you don't. But no, that's, it's that's cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. You yeah. don't you, listen. You don't re- you don't realise it, and you know you look, you watch on telly and it looks it looks a little bit slow in that, but it's far from that when you're actually there and you're actually playing in it. Yeah, CM Oriental on Twitter says, "Do you think that the protest organised by Loft with the Blackpool Trust um, had any effect on the players?" So this is this nah, is the protest yeah. earlier in the season. No, nah, I don't think it. I don't think it did. Listen, we were professionals. We got on with our job. Um, you know, the, the fans had a right to, you know, yeah, to, to do a protest, and you know, it, it didn't have any effect on any of the players. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, one we had on the uh, message board was from One Ton Baby, who said, "Were you frustrated to get recalled from starting for Dover each week to sitting on our bench within two weeks?" Yeah, I think you know. You know that got um, that got mentioned quite a bit when I come back. Saying why did you come back and and to sit on the bench? But you know when Andy Edwards was in charge, obviously I played. Um, he wanted me around. Um, then obviously he left, um, and then obviously the circumstances changed with the new manager. And you know I think there were still interferences from from the top. Um, what was happening? So you know it, it happened again. But you know it was too late to go back to Dover, and you know I just got on with my job and. You know, I went in every day and, you know, you know, trained and, and you know, and, and basically got on with it, really. Um, it was frustrating, yeah, because, you know, Dover had a chance to get into the playoffs and, you know, they should have got in the playoffs and, you know, they didn't. But, um, you know, it was frustrating. But, you know, as a professional, you know, you just sort of get on with it. Cool, yeah. So that, that rounds up kind of listeners' questions. And just to end up on in, got a few messages um, and a few questions from some of your ex-colleagues at the O's, starting off with yeah. Ian Hendon, uh, who says, I remember playing against Sammy when he was younger at Brentford, and I'll let him tell you the story. So is there a bit of a story there? Do you, do you ever have a bit of a story? Yeah, there was, actually. Um, I remember who, uh, he was, he was, I was I was only young, then. I was on loan from Ipswich, and uh, basically uh, he was playing at right back, and I was, I was playing centre midfield, and I started giving it to him, and, and uh, he actually said, "Settled." He, he started. He started to say. He said something to me. He said, uh, "He said. Uh, he said you want to watch it, or I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do you, or something like that." He said. Um, and he, listen, he was a, he was an experienced pro back then. Um, you know, and he was an. You know, he was a. He was. He was a good footballer, and you know, I was only starting out in my career, and you know, you. You know, I thought I was. You know, I was, I was young and experienced, and never sort of played that. Played that sort of. Uh, sort of sort of game before and you know you square up to someone and you know you think you know you think you're hard on the pitch but he probably would have knocked me out so what, you're, you're a brave young man you're very brave brave young man to come out to you and experience you <laughs> I'll give you that <laughs> um, so we also got in touch with a few other people and um, we didn't ask if this person wants to remain anonymous but it might be a bit of a giveaway uh, said ask Sammy what happened pre-season in, Sp- in Spain when he rolled his ankle yeah, I know that is. I know that is. That's P Mac, isn't it? No, no. no. Is that not P Mac, no? No. 
Jay, uh, Jay so, Simpson. Um, Jay, say good friend, oh, Jay Simpson. Oh, yeah, it was. He, um, to be fair, I was, uh, we played it in the house game and it, it all kicked off. It was a, it was a fight. Um, basically what happened was we was, we was, we were playing in Spain and, um, you know, we was, we was beating this team, this, I, I forget what team they were. They was, they was there while we were staying there. Um, you know, they kept kicking lumps out of all of our players and, you know, two foot in our change and, and it was pre-season, you know, none of us wanted to get injured. Um, and Pritchard actually, you know, he could speak the language they were speaking. And someone, something said to Pritchard and it all kicked off. And I've run in to jump in. All of a sudden, Paul McCann bursting in. Instead of pushing one of their men, push me. And I've like gone flying, rolled my ankle. <laughs> and I've, and like, I'm, like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to scrap away. And I'm like limping away from the uh, scene. <laughs> That's a much uh, better story than I thought it was going to be. That's oh, mate, I was, they, was all, they was all saying, come on, help. I was, I was just more worried about the angles, you know, for the season. Jay also gave us another story about you and just says, ask, um, ask uh, Sammy about the rafting incident on the pre-season tour of Italy. Rafting? You went rafting on the river? Did you capsize your boat? scrambling to get back on your raft apparently yeah I was fine I was doing a bit of doggy paddle to get back on <laughs> I was just oh, the old rapids were just taking me further and further away from the boat so I was hanging on to a tree amazing amazing we also got a message from Matthew Baldry um, who says Sammy is a good lad don't have any stories but he remembers your fire son expression so yeah That stuck in his mind. Um, and lastly, but by no means least, um, Howard Gould said, please pass on my thanks for his help. Always happy to chat and try to bring a smile to the atmosphere. Ask him, if I apply for the kit man job, does it come with a lifetime supply of herbal life? Yeah, he's a good lad, Howard. Um, listen, he's another one, actually, who I forgot to mention, to be fair, who does a lot, lot of behind-the-scenes work. You know, people don't actually realise yeah, the, commu- the, the, the community stuff. What Howard does is is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, he, he, he you know he goes out into the community, um, and that's exactly what any football club needs. And and to have Howard uh, do that job is, you know, he, he's, he's a great guy. Um, you know, the, all the players loved Howard. Um, they would always try and try and um, get out with Howard and 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 see who. Um, you know, whoever we went to see. Um, and, you know, tell him from me, he can have what he wants. He can come down and do kit, man. You know, yeah. we'll, have a, we'll, have, we'll have a great time on the bench. Um, you know, to be fair, if I've got him as kit, man, I'll be buzzing. I'll be <laughs> I'm uh, sure he'll be listening to this. He also doesn't let you get off too lightly and says, you can ask Sammy about the time. FB was at the training ground demanding for a player to lead the team by example and he ignored Frenchie, who was captain at the time, and Sammy said he would... And FB gave him a bear hug. Oh, 
yeah, you did to be fair. So, so he, what was that about? Oh, is that, is that with the with the president? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah basically, that was that was uh, that was after the um, that was during the time of um, of when we was in the hotel, um, and we come out of the hotel, and I I basically said to the chairman, what's you know, what's what's happening? And he said, Oh, I want someone to take responsibility on the pitch and for all these people. Um, and he said, Like, someone to stand up. And so, all I want is someone to stand up and say, I'll take responsi- responsibility for all these people in this, you know, in this football club. Um, and I went, Look, I'll stand up and do it, you know, because listen, everyone, everyone wanted to go home. Um, everyone wanted to see their families and everyone, you know, and he wanted actually someone to take responsibility for it, you know, and if anything, you know, results-wise, then, you know, I'll be responsible, basically, for it. That was basically what it was. And I, I said, look, I ain't afraid. I said, because we're all in it together and I'll stand up and, uh, you know, I'll basically, you know, take responsibility for, for all of all of us lot. Um, and Matty Baldry actually stood up first. He went, no, I don't want the captain to do it. I want someone else to do it. So I basically stood up and said, look, I'll do it. Um, and then he basically gave me a bear rug and he said, you can all go home. And that was, that, that was it. Mm, brilliant. And then lastly, Dean Cox just says, tell him the chuckle brother loves him. Short and sweet. Yeah, he's a good lad, mate. He's a, to be fair, I missed, I, to be fair, I missed, it. I missed Dino when he left because he, um, he used to cheer up my day. He used to come in. He used to send me a picture of his bacon roll and his coffee. Every morning, don't know how he's got the worst body of a footballer, but he's the most talented player ever. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, I've seen his, I've seen his, I've seen a few of his, uh, of his Instagram stuff lately. He's looking in good shape, so he must, he must be, uh, he must be on it. He must be on it this season. Yeah, he's getting himself nice and trim for next season, no doubt. And I guess the kind of last thing to. End it on Sammy. Is it, I guess you've obviously put out your farewell statement on on Twitter, but you've got a farewell message that you want to give to the Orient fans listening. Yeah, I just uh, I just want to appreciate all their support they give me and my family during my time at Leighton Orient. Um, listen, I wish them all the best. Um, I'll be down to support to support the O's. Make sure you get behind your team, um, home and away. Um, I know you will do, um, but you know if you made me. You made me, uh, you know, feel, feel feel very welcome. And every time I went out on that pitch, you know, I knew I knew what great fans I was actually paying for. Um, and listen, remain positive. I'm sure it will uh, will all work out, um, you know, for the good. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to you have to go go two steps backwards to go two steps forward. So let's hope that you know, start of next season, um, you know, you get promoted, and you know, there's good times ahead for for late night football club. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a it's been a very pleasurable two hours, and uh, we thank you for the two years you gave to Leighton Orient. Yeah, thank you. Welcome back any time. And if, like Sammy Cheers, said, thank you. Um, always, always welcome. Always man. a pleasure. So that was our Sammy Moore interview. Um, that was two hours of a brutally honest and open conversation on Sammy's two years at the club. I, f- I found that um, compelling to listen to as we as we were doing. I thought he was very honest. Um, and I thought it gave a great eye-opener um, that we haven't had before of what, yeah. of what had been going on at the club for two years. And I think he was very respectful as well to the club. And it's something that we really enjoyed doing. So thank you to Sammy um, for giving up his time to do yeah. that. Thank you to you for listening. If you get any other ideas of who you'd like to be interviewed uh, in the pre-season by the podcast, please 
give us a DM to at Orange Outlook or give us a tweet or an email at Outlook at Outlook.com and enjoy uh, the rest of your summer but I'm sure we'll be doing another podcast sooner rather than later and to finish uh, this episode this is Sammy's request for the outro song so a bit of old school funkiness from Robin S show me love up the O's <laughs>